Hey, Geekscapists! This is Jonathan London welcoming you to a brand new Geekscape. This is episode 143 of your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast. Every week I like to talk about the latest news and reviews in those subjects with a specialist. Someone from movies, video games, and comics who's knowledgeable about it. Uh, either they're, uh, a professional in that industry or uh, a part of the press. This week we have my good buddy Ahmad Childress. He works over at Crave Online, which you guys know from visiting sites like Superhero Hype. What are some of the other ones? Sherdog. Sh uh, what is it? Sherdog? Sherdog. Sherdog. Coming soon. Comingsoon.net. We check out that one quite a bit. Yeah. What else? Action Trip. Okay. Uh, bunch of other. Films. And then there's like MMA wrestling sites too. Yeah, we got. Well, Sherdog's the biggest one. Okay. Uh, we have a couple of smaller ones. We have Max Boxing, which is a boxing site. Uh, Film School Rejects is with us, Dread Central, Shock to You Drop, Buddy Ryan. Those guys are all with you? Those guys are all with us. We, remember Same that band. Film School Rejects kid that we met at that at that screening of... Um... Probably Robert. Was Robert's Robert? the only one who's in L.A. Okay. Neil and everybody else is in uh, We like Austin. some of those guys. What's his last name? Uh, Fury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember Robert we met the guy? I was like, how do you pronounce it? And then, uh, and how long have you been at Crave? Uh, four, four and a half years. So you see it all. You see movies, video games, and you see comics. Yeah. So if anybody's knowledgeable as a guest, it's a, it's a wonder to me why he hasn't been on the show earlier, Geekscapist, in our almost three years history. Uh, it is a failure both on my part. No, just my part. Uh, Gilmore's failures are daily, and they're too widespread to say, hey, there's Brian Gilmore, our cameraman's hands. Um, Attractive hands, honestly. You should model. You should model. What would you model? Women as gloves. Um, <laughs> so, guys, uh, no movie this week. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Every, every the, mo the movie I wanted to see was Gentleman Broncos. It's only playing at the ArcLight. My brother, though, uh, this is a new Jared Hess movie about two warring sci-fi authors. Do you know what this? It's, yeah. a, it's a kid who like is a sci-fi author. It, it wants to be, and then some big guy comes and steals his idea and, and does it himself. Uh, I might go see it later tonight, but uh, my brother called me. He went to the midnight screening right away. We all love Nacho Libre and and, um, and uh, Napoleon Dynamite. So this is Jared Hess's new film, and he just was raving about it. He, he said it was his best movie, whereas our good buddy Brent Moore, who does an audio podcast for us, said he had mixed feelings about it. I'm looking forward to it. I really want to see it. I love Nacho Libre. I think I like Nacho Libre more than I like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, I, I know. I I, love that you movie. know what? I do too. I have a wrestling mask in my closet. Come on. Uh, I, I do too. I just have an anti Jack Black thing. So. I, 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 have a, I have a wrestling relative in my closet. Oh, of course. So, my brother. And, you know, being half Hispanic, Nacho Libre, you guys know how much I loved that movie. It, it was a lot of fun. And, mm -hmm. you know, you did. it wasn't Jack on full 10. It was Jack at, at 7 or 8. You know, it wasn't. But it was good. I thought it was funny. And I, I really liked the subject matter. And you know what? Uh, Ex-Geekscape uh, co-host Steve Berg, who has been on the show, should probably be back as well. He has a role in this movie. My brother th said that he was actually pretty funny. Remember Steve Berg? Yeah. Sat on this very couch. From, from, uh, from Dr. Horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played super fan of Dr. Horrible. Mm. He's, he's in this movie. And um, so I'm looking forward to that. I did go see last week's reviewed film, Paranormal Activity. Uh, and... and out of respect for the three absolute pussies that were on the couch last week talking about how scary it was, uh, I won't give you my review of such a, an overblown, piece-of-shit, overly-hyped, boring movie. 
Uh, that's, so I'll sidestep that. That's review. actually exactly what, uh, what one of our guys, Ian Robinson, said. He's like, oh, my God, it was boring. Yeah. I know people were genuinely scared and went, you know, went home and were all creeped out. But, yeah, he, he said it was boring. And, uh, and you haven't seen it. It's not my kind of movie. Yeah. Just, uh, you don't like boring movies that are I don't like boring movies, and I'm not a big horror movie unless John Carpenter or Wes Craven's there. I'm kind uh, of, I, I check out. Uh, or or Mr. Samuel Raimi. Not even a big fan of Sam, oh, of Sam Raimi. I've, I've seen his movies. They're, they're not. Eh, okay. Come on! I, I saw Evil Dead one and two, and I was like, eh. Gilmore, having high I know, paranormal gonna, activity gonna... as much as you did, you can shut your mouth and criticize hey, I criticize Gilmore. <laughs> hey, I, I, sorry for adding to the hype, but I didn't think you were going to see it. Um, well, the, the only reason I saw it was because I had three vaginas on my couch talking about how scary it was, <laughs> and I looked up and I had an open Tuesday afternoon where Laura, Paul, and I could go see the movie. And those people in the theater that you don't like yelling and narrating the movie and This is their movie! Don't... We were those people. <laughs> Your pieces of shit. Hey, what can we say? The movie sucked. We had to do something to make the experience a little it better. It didn't suck. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what else really is out there that that, that is demons. that is every, worth seeing? Everything that's out this week is limited release. Like right. every single movie that's out is limited release. I was looking at, at the list. And I have a list taped on on the counter next to me, and I was like, "There's no wide release movie. There's no mm-hmm. kind of large movies. It's if you're not a New Yorker in LA, good luck. Right. Go see Paranormal again, or go see Broncos if you can if it's in your area. And you've yeah. also got this. Saw six. That's been out for what, two weeks. It's been out a while. I mean, this is like a catch-up weekend for a lot of it's, people. That's yeah. You should maybe go see if the informant or something. And or, next weekend is a catch-up weekend too. It's I mean, a couple not, in a row. Nothing really comes out until this 2012. Yeah. We've got 20. I know. I know. I know. But, but you know we're going to review it here. Yeah. You, you know I'm going to take that bullet for all of you. I I love the Q sack, but you know. 2012, and then we've got this Avatar movie. Yeah. Which released its new trailer. <laughs> new trailer. This new Avatar trailer, uh, you've seen the new trailer. It shows us a lot more story, and I believe to its detriment. I, you know, I, I kind of feel like you should have picked one technology over the other. Either make a big CG movie or make a 3D movie. Doing both, kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, first trailer, okay. Right. Second, uh, you know, it looks good. I, I'm it sure more it'll be, of the okay. It looks yeah, like more it was, of the okay. It looks like it'll be entertaining, but I don't. It's not one of those movies where I'm like, oh my god, I have to see this movie. And it's like, I can't wait. No, Who cares? Yeah, it's. And that's the problem. I, I read. Um, I'm more I, interested in the 3D than I am about the story or anything else. I'm just really curious on how he's going to execute the 3D. Everything else. And that'll get me in the theater. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that'll get me in the theater. It got me to see uh, my bloody Valentine 3D. Like, I, I'm a sucker for those kind of experiences. Got me to see Beowulf. I, I saw Beowulf twice. Uh, oh, I, I don't know if I will see this. Um, this uh, what's the one that Zemeckis is doing now with Jim Carrey, the uh, uh, the Christmas Carol 3D. Don't know quite if I'm going to do no that. But, uh, but Zemeckis some- had a stroke or something where all of a sudden, from like <laughs> here on out, holiday. Only, yeah, that's it. Just motion capture. Oh, bucket. <laughs> but. Everyone's going to look like they're wearing like leather face masks in the movies from now on. Forever. And light will render interestingly on solid surfaces. <laughs> hey, look, skin sprinkles all the time. Oh, it's like, thanks. I like seeing the actors I know and love in weird fucking skin suits all the time, Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Show that to my children because that's how I want them to remember those actors. You know Actually, what? he's going to release the motion capture video as kind of like a, a Teletubbies thing. So it'll be like people running around in little stretchy suits. The wiggles. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's some fucking scary shit. Wiggles mocap. 
Did, now, 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 what about this? What about this idea? Because uh, didn't they use some mocap for Avatar? Didn't they use? I mean, they had to for this yeah. blue thing for the Ferngully guys. Yeah, the Ferngully guys. guys. Or I was gonna say the Teleflux. Now, now I, I read this. I read this uh, one blogger's opinion that what that this ad campaign less would be more here. Like, like, like what, let, let what us ad know. Campaign? Well, yeah, let us know this Jim Cameron. Let, let us know that that this that this is a new technology, and then tell us less. Keep the mystery to it, so we can discover it for ourselves with the characters. Giving us uh, everything now. I think he's like, kind of done that. I think if you're if you're a film fan, you're kind of following it. You're keeping up. But I think the general public, if you tell most people, like, are you going to see James Cameron's Avatar? They're going, is that the one where the, the Statue of Liberty comes down and then the floor opens up? No, no, the other one. Oh, the one with the blue alien? I don't know anything about that. I mean, I you don't see a lot of TV stuff. Right. Almost all the trailers are either in theater or online. Uh, I think it's actually been a kind of a low-key... It's kind of a stealth campaign. So it's like, if you're really into movies, we'll tell you, and we'll, we have this other internet trailer for you. And if you don't, you'll hear about it about two weeks before it's going to come but out. But in the geek world, it's huge. Oh, it's they're acting like it's like the you know the prequels but, again. But I'm so like, was Snakes on the Plane. Snakes on a Plane had a huge online yeah. geek presence. And my worry is with... When you're marketing to people online... That was the most online, glorified direct-to-DVD movie ever. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny. It was when, when, you're, funny. when you're marketing, and you know this from working on a website, I feel that if, if your whole marketing campaign is to geeks and to online people in that niche... Crapshoot. They're going to go, great, I want to see that movie. Click, now I will. It's like, <laughs> th- those people have those movies at their fingertips. Yeah. But also, you have to you have to do two campaigns. You have to do this online campaign where it's all the PR people are like reaching out and they're they're getting the interviews and they're getting the set visits and they're they're sending you photos and stuff. And you have to get them to hype up your movie for you to get to the regular audience. And then you have to do a separate thing that's just for the regular audience. It's like, In hey, Nebraska. big movie explosions, yeah. and you know. And I I sat in a, a meeting for for. A marketing campaign for a film at, at some interactive agency and you'd be amazed at things that they're thinking of they're like okay well uh, you know we want to market to uh, this movie has a lot of explosions so we want to market to people with language barriers because you know it should be exciting to them and the shit that comes out of their mouth you're like oh well I didn't consider that and like literally it's there it they have like some of these films try to hit on every single demographic they don't they don't care if you're going to enjoy the movie. They're just like, I'm going to market this film to you because I think you'll watch it. Wow. I don't know if you're going to enjoy it, but I think you'll, I, I can get it you in the theater. If I can get you in the theater. What is the audience that just loves big explosions? Apparently, everyone. Right. Mexican men. Apparently. Oh, you see Transformers do this shit with that. Apparently, everybody. But some of these movies, it's just like... But you know what's funny? But talking about Transformers too is how there was like no press campaign for the DVD. It was just like... Hey, biggest movie of the whole fucking year. We're going to put the DVD out. We're not right. even going to tell you when it's coming out. We're just going to, day before, hey, DVD's out. Because we know you're going to buy it. Right. Like, and nobody, that thing sold like crazy. No, they didn't need anybody to do any press for it. it, was, it was Did you enjoy these movies, these Transformers films? Oh, you mean uh, robots punching each other in the face? Yeah. Part two? Honestly. Robot was, cock punch too? It was the most gorgeously shot, boring movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I was, literally, it was like... By I mean the 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 Egypt fight scene was a what that was four hours right right it was longer than the pot race in, in episode one it was really long it was really boring <laughs> but then Megan Fox would run across the street you're like oh yeah punchy robots and then Megan Fox then you had like the d- big destructoid guy putting himself yeah, together and, his and the two the jive uh, robots are at the bottom of the screen not moving right 
I'm like, did you guys forget to uh, animate them? Now, now, as a black man on Geekscape, how do you feel about those jive robots? Did you? Did, it like, was whoa. corny. It was just. It wasn't insulting. It, it was. It was more insulting in the corniness than the actual stereotyping. It, I felt. I just felt <laughs> like I was watching an '80s movie. Right. You know, right. it was like it was '80s racial comedy. Yeah, it's like they don't know any better. It was, it was like, like having the two. It was like having two of the disorderlies there. It, exactly. To crush groove with the Transformers. It was, or like even in the first Transformers, that some of the Bernie Mac uh, dialogue was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like traditional right? Bernie Mac. Yeah, I thank God was, he's dead, right? It, I, I yeah, like Bernie. I'm, so. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's going to no, beat it's... you from the grave and make the white meat show. Oh, good. Then it'll be Mr. 3000. He can beat me with the same bat. Oof. It was just, it was just, it felt like somebody like, like okay, Akiva Goldsmith like circa 1980 wrote, wrote that whole section. It was just, I wasn't offended. I was just annoyed. I was like, really? It was the best you could do? Or they had the Latino character that comes out. You know he's Latino because they keep showing you shit on his wall that denotes <laughs> that he's a Latino. It was like, and I think Michael Bay was just basically like, yeah, you know, I got a new Latino character in there. Because right, it was just like every. Why not insult them too? You know, it was like every every section of that movie was marketing. It was like I'm going to market this scene to this person. I'm going to market this scene. It's just boring. But hey, but it worked. It was, uh, the bean counters, it worked. It made an ass load. Of, it made basic. He basically has a printing press, and it's called Transformers. Mm-hmm. And he just turns it on in his backyard. Now, a little more interesting than GI Joe, which I fell asleep in. Yeah, so did I. I like GI Joe Resolute, which is some people were kind yeah. of on the fence with, but. I thought the dialogue was iffy, but I fell asleep during the whole Paris sequence. Nar I, Nar came on here and just was so into the the, the resolute. I watched the, like a half of the first episode. and I was like, oh, "That's cool." Yeah, it was. It was better than it was better. The animation than the movie. was sick. The animation like, was great. And it just you know. Is that of, something that would be out on DVD? Because it's I, coming out in a couple of weeks. I have trouble watching stuff on my computer. I, but if it's on DVD, <laughs> like Laura and I will get away from the computer. We'll go watch it in the other room. Like that's how we're plugging through all of our Netflix TV shows. That's how we watch TV shows. That's how we watch yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender, my my favorite new geek boner. Um, I love that that Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I cannot wait to see how like how bad are you? Do you think he's gonna mess it up? I don't know, and it all comes down to the character that I care for the the, the most, which is Appa. Can't, how do you put a flying bison on the big screen? And you've watched all the Avatar: The Last Airbender stuff. You know he he flies around on a flying like 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 flying bison, and which reminds me of my dog Cheese, my pug. And and I'm like, oh man, like uh, how they, do you even do might, that on a big screen? Clip that. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean think about that. You're <laughs> like, you know, M Night's gonna be like, no, nah, they're gonna give me hell for that one. I a can't flying bison, out. but a flying but the flying bison in in, in the Avatar cartoon, reminds me is it, so much of the heart of, of of, I mean he's a part of that group. It's like it's like taking off one of the fellowships, you know, members yeah, like, in the fellowship of the ring. What happened to where's uh, Gimli? Yeah, yeah, the chubby dude. <laughs> Gilmore, can you step back? I I can definitely tell when you step in and out of the light, and and uh, in editing I can see it as well. Unfortunately. Um, Gilmore, are you, are you doing all right? He's allergic to some of the the stuff that is collected in this room of of horrors. <laughs> this geek room of horrors. This is a this is like, thank God my mom isn't here to see this because this was literally my room from high school, filled with geek. Geeks stuff. carry a, a particular strain of germ. Yeah, and Gilmore's uh, allergic to it. Are you even one of us? No, I'm like one of those Jews that's uh, allergic to his own sweat. That's unfortunate. That's a thing. Really? That's, that's scary. Thing. How's that a thing? 
It's like going to are allergic to, like, if their sweat dries on them, they break out in hives. You know what? I don't want, I don't want those people in my gene pool. <laughs> it's like going I, to Comic-Con. Everybody point, gets sick. At that point, evolution is spoken, <laughs> and those people start listening. If you're allergic to your own sweat, call and, it a day. That's you know evolution what? giving you a little You know much. what? The rest of us that made those changes down the DNA ladder, we got this. We're okay with you just taking a nap. We got this. We'll, we'll, we'll carry on the future without you. Allergic to your own sweat? Those people don't exist. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Support your it's like it's like a it's like a dumpster. bubble boy, and you can't. And the bubble can't. It's like your own skin. You can't even be in that. That's horrible. That's why you gotta grow out the chest rug. Gilmore, you making up any other people while you're at it? I, I, I refuse to believe that that kind of person exists. I'm gonna make one thing up every episode. <laughs> I'll take that. So, uh, casting news. We all know that Kenneth Branagh is putting together this Thor movie. Uh, people were wondering who's going to play Odin. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the possibility of Jude Law and Robert De Niro joining the cast, possibly as members of the Warrior Three. But now we know that Big Daddy Odin is going to be played by our good friend Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Hannibal Lecter as Odin. How do you feel about this, Ahmad? I don't know how I feel about this movie. Period. Mm-hmm. I'm. Curious on how they're going to execute it. I'm curious how they're going to make Thor fit into mystical Thor fit into this kind of semi-realistic Marvel universe they've created. Uh, I have no idea how they can execute this, and I don't know if they're going to go with new universe. I mean, uh, Ultimate Universe, where he's hey, is he really a Greek god? I mean, really a Norse god or, or a raver? Or, or is he yeah? Or is he a raver? <laughs> I'm like, I did ecstasy with him, and he seemed normal. Uh, but then he flipped over a car, so can't tell. I I don't know where they're going with the movie. I mean, but they're gonna have Donald Blake. I think yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So Donald Blake is in there. It's who knows. Cast looks good. They mm-hmm. got a director. Who knows? Yeah, and Natalie Portman's not playing like Sif or anybody. She's playing Donald Blake's wife, right? Yeah, I mean girlfriend in the yeah. in, in the the mortal realm, and uh, in. I mean, is this what scared John Favreau off? I'm saying I'm not going to do the the Avengers movie. Do you remember when he when he wrote like he was, I don't know if I'm in the running for the Avengers. I don't know but how I'd they're like going to. I don't know how they're going to put this the stuff that they're introducing now. This fantastic element with what I've done in Iron Man is doing this technological real world scenario. Or what they did in the Hulk, the second what Hulk, we, what are we gonna the do? good one. Yeah, the, the one that was worth watching. Yeah. Um, how it's, is that all going to play out? I it's. I mean, that's the thing, and, and I, a lot of nerds will always get upset. Like, you changed my character when you made it a movie. I hate you. But some things don't work on screen. Are you and, trying to break to me that there's not going to be a flying bison in the Avatar Last Airbender movie? I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, like, I, I have a friend who's like that, and he's like, oh, they changed the costumes in G.I. Joe. I was like, dude, if you watched a G.I. Joe movie, I mean, uh, not G.I. Joe, an X-Men movie, and Wolverine was running around in a yellow spandex suit with a yellow and blue mask, you would not be as interested in watching that movie. You'd be like, well, you actually, he he actually might be, and he'd probably be sitting there with a boner. But I'd be like, he looks like John Ritter in Hero at Large. No. But Batman has, Batman kept his mask and his cowl. It he's all black. He looks cool. He looks like a, they're actually, they have a biker suit of the Batman costume that they're selling. I know. Get that email too. Yeah, we've been getting the press email. I think you and I get a lot of the press emails, and a lot of those just don't go out to the writers. It's like, most. Of I mean, did you po- did you post the the news that hey, you can buy your own uh, five hundred thousand dollar biker suit? Went, for some reason, some of that press stuff is now going to my regular email, so I keep forgetting to forward it to my regular 
I actually wanted to post it. I thought it was cool. I just I haven't gotten around to it. Sorry, John Singh. I just wanted to post it, but uh, our website is um, is going to work uh, better in the future. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know with Thor. Um, you know, if he could execute it, fine, cool. Uh, we'll have to see. I I would hate to see it kind of mess up the Avengers, but Kenneth you know. Branagh. Uh, but then look, look. I mean, they have two they're big not hurdles. Working, they're not making these movies in a vacuum either. They're making no, them as part of a collective. They have a team. Yeah. I mean. They have a uh, uh, Bendis, ben Bendis is on it. Brubaker's uh, been on the cap trust for a couple of years. Uh, we talked to him at the TCA's a year and a half ago, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, we're we're talking." But I think those are their two biggest hurdles: is Captain America and and Thor. With Captain America, the hurdle is is like their big hurdle is like you know part of part of selling a movie is selling it internationally. And like, how are we going to sell this Captain America movie outside of the U.S.? Mm-hmm. It's, it might be a bit much for people. Like, oh, I don't want to see that shit. Um, I, th- I think if, if, if other countries uh, aren't, for some reason, enjoying, like, a Cap- uh, you know, in a position to enjoy a Captain America movie, uh, I think the answer is tough shit. Yeah. I mean, it's not your fault you live in a third world mud hole. But they and, want the cash. And, and enjoy soccer because, you know what, if I lived in a mud hut, I'd kick around a soccer ball too. It's probably a human head where they live, or an empty bowl. My people I'm play done. baseball. Your people play baseball. Caribbeans. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, a Captain it's, America movie. It's, but they have to make them as internationally. Yeah, it's it's because I mean it, it becomes. It's sad that it be the story becomes a dollar issue where it's like we need this movie to sell in as many markets as possible. And we we need to make it as interesting. People, uh, you know. If it was Captain Russia, it'd be the same issue. No, like, Captain America could go over well, though, I mean, especially well, since we've gone through a recent change and people like us more, and it could be a commentary on America and shit. And well, it's going to be a World War II period film, too. Right. Yeah, I just basically right. want Saving Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan. with a cap shield. That's it. And I think that, that may be what we get. So having it a period movie, I think, helps. And it segues everybody into the Avengers movie. Because you get to throw in all the... Uh, Iron, uh, Tony Stark's dad will probably be involved, and and maybe General Ross somehow. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of room for cameo in. Who never ages? No. I, I really I mean I but like that mustache. Tastes the fucking. He's had mean, white hair since that, he was fifteen. That was one. That was one thing I enjoyed about Ang Lee's Hulk was Sam Elliott is. I like Sam Elliott a lot. I I could I've honestly uh, I never watched that movie straight through. I've watched bits and pieces. I went and saw it opening night in the theater. Oh. I had to. It's a comic movie. And it hurt me. I saw Hulk. I saw Hulk and I saw Hulk and Iron Man. It's a genuinely hurt. In I saw Hulk and Iron Man in uh, press screenings, and these were like the Iron Man press screening was the well, the Dark Knight press screening was quiet. Everybody was just like, I hope this this looks good. I hope it's gonna be good. And then you're watching it. Oh shit! This is so good. I can't talk. And then when it was over, it was like, oh my god, it was so good, I have nothing to say. Right. Iron Man, it was like, yeah! People, like, every time Iron Man showed up on the screen, it was, ah! It's like the rowdiest <laughs> press screening ever. It was like, yeah! It was just, it was nuts. Well, that's because of the music. Yeah. The music in that <laughs> the movie. ACDC the ACDC in every thing, Fox scene. The only thing that guy, the guy who did the music for Iron Man, has ever listened to was, like, wrestling intros. <laughs> yeah. You know? Q Sabbath intro. Q Tony Stark. <laughs> like I feel like every time that guy has an idea, he just like the way he thinks about it, he just says it, he's like, 
Fuck yeah! <laughs> Let's get this on screen! Nah, just one guitar! Just one guitar! That's all it needs! Turn it up, turn it up! I'm gonna put my iPod on shuffle and get some inspiration on this that shit. That was the projection is I saw a press screening for the movie Sex Drive, which was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only person laughing in that room was the guy running the film. And it, it was bad might movie. have been our own Ben Dunn. Yeah, was no, it a bad movie? That guy was about 300 years older than everybody in there, which was odd. But bad just, movie? It's... Not weird. funny. Not funny. Um, oh, Ben Dunn liked it. Yeah, it was I think we sent him out. We never hesitate to but then I, question I, I, Ben Dunn's character if, if, and choices. <laughs> it was like fanboys for me, where it was like, right. there's parts I like, parts I didn't, um, but generally not funny all the way. I like right. fanboys, though, actually. I like the end. I like the part of Lucas. When they got to Lucasfilm, I like that part of the movie. Uh, the rest of it was eh. Well um, We've got a new movie Coming out uh, That's I guess it's in production now Because they've put together a, a nice little press photo This is the A-team As we know it From here on out And Ahmad Who is in the A-team We've got Bradley Cooper Rampage Rampage Jackson I mean the humper <laughs> then, then we've got uh, the How do you pronounce this dude From District 9 how do, you, how do you pronounce his name? Yeah, good luck. You dude from District 9. Put a graphic on the bottom. Yeah, dude I'm from District class. 9. And then uh, probably the most chameleon-like on that entire photo is, uh, is what's his name? Um, ah, tip of my tongue. Dude? Yeah. No, you guys. Le, um, no, he's the, he's the most, he's the fucking dude who, you don't kidnap his daughter in France. Oh, Liam Neeson. Oh, Liam, Neeson. Liam Neeson. I was going to say Leslie. But that would have turned into Leslie, no, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Uh, but so oh, I was like, I was like, John, uh, I was like, I was like, Jonathan, don't say Leslie because it's just going to turn to Leslie Nielsen, yeah. Liam Neeson. And, I, and he looks good in the. I mean, I mean, the photo looks fine. Who is this like, movie for? Exactly. The A Team came out a billion fucking years ago, and I'm I'm old enough that I can say that. <laughs> who I don't because next ne, is it going to be ta- is it going to be fucking Magnum PI next right. year, and then fucking Remington Steel. I don't need to see these shows again. They're on DVD. Get the. And I've said my idea for a perfect film over and over again. Airwolf versus Knight Rider. Car versus Helicopter. What about Blue Thunder? That never shot the Gatling gun once on the show. Oh. They made a Blue Thunder show. They might as well go with Thunder in Paradise. Oh. Or they, they need to get a collection. No, you need a bigger movie. You need a collection of all the so vehicle shows. So vehicle Rip, shows. Riptide with their jalopy okay. helicopter. Riptide. Um, Knight Rider. Street Hawk. With, okay. the, with the BMX bike. I don't remember that shit. You're, you're oh, really throwing me some Street shit. Streethawk was like... Okay. Uh, Auto Man. Throw okay. Auto Man in there with the, the with the fake Tron car. Can Mantis be piloting some Mantis, of this? Mantis had like a 78 El Camino. I know. Mantis was... He lived in a dump. I hated Mantis. <laughs> I know, but, but but his suit was the ride. His suit. Oh, he has an awesome suit. He drives a 78 El Camino and his hideout is in a dumpster. <laughs> See how they do the black characters? Put, oh, Mantis... <laughs> He's, uh, his last name's going to be Washington. He's going to live in a dump, but he drives a 78 El Camino. But he has a billion-dollar technology suit. He's like Black Lightning's cousin or, or the Falcon's cousin. It's like they get it's, it's one origin. Like, oh, but, we, but if we put him in a wealthy neighborhood, <laughs> he's, wealthy away neighborhood. From, he's away from his roots. Yeah, and then that's a whole that's a whole po- a whole episode. That's an arc. Right. Mantis gets back to his roots. Now, how talked down to do you feel by the geek media as a black man? Because as a black as a black geek, do you feel like a minority within a minority? No, I mean I I only have to say uh, three words: Wu Tang Clan. Okay, those are the, they like, made the it cool. biggest black geeks ever. <laughs> and white people run. Yeah, because these are geeks that will punch you in the face. Right. And there, everybody in that group is six foot seven. 
they're, I mean, these guys read comic books, these guys are into kung fu movies, and they listen to hip-hop, which is its own form of nerdery. You, you have no idea. There's, like, there's guys who are really into rock, and there's guys who are really into sports, but hip-hop nerdery is its own animal. Yeah. That's... You don't want scared. to get into conversation with But it causes you to, no. to, to, to wear really large sweaters. No, no, no. Yeah. Gi- giant dicks cause you to do that. Uh, firearms also cause <laughs> to wear large sweaters. Uh, no, yeah. My roommate got really into hip-hop like two and a half years ago. Like, he went oh, nuts. Alex? Yeah, and he, and he just used... He was kind of a hoodies guy, but his hoodies started getting larger <laughs> and more camo. But and- he might have snacks in there. <laughs> you, never, you never know. Now, there's some, there's, a, there's, there's some, uh, there's some Red Bull in there. I've said it before. Uh, is, is the hoodie the body armor of the doughy male? It's the, it's the moo-moo of the doughy male. It keeps things amorphous. Sweats, it sweats keeps things and, like yeah. You can, you can hide a lot under a two X. Mm-hmm. You it can't hide something. locks under a two X long, but you can hide a lot under two X wide. At least something to the imagination. It's the the imagination is all you. Got. The hoodie is the uh, the. The Kevin Smith trench coat of urban America. Right. So, you know, you can either rock the big Kevin Smith or you can rock a hoodie. Now, something personal about Ahmad, by by the time this episode comes out, he may or may not be a dad. As of the the taping of this episode, you're not a dad yet. Not yet. But... but, but his baby is due in another Soon. week or two, and a mod is getting a mini mod. Or like those little Autobots that get a little mini version that can come and like ha- jump on his head or something. Exactly. Remember those? Well, he'll kind of fuse with my head and we'll form one giant mod. It'll be awesome. Are you looking forward to being a Geek Dad? We had a Geek Dad author on the show two weeks ago, and uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I, I haven't thought about it much. Uh, my wife seems to think I'm a much bigger Star Wars nerd than I have, which tells me that she's never met real Star Wars nerds. <laughs> uh, because I'm Darth Nihilus. I'm, you know, I have, you know, most of the Star Wars stuff that I have up in my house is stuff she's bought me. I have, like, two little Boba Fetts up. I have a butt. I did get Star Wars stuff for my wedding, though. I got a Boba Fett bust, a Django Fett, and a bunch of mini lightsabers. Look at your shirt. Yeah, yeah. Now, now when, yeah. when was your wedding? Uh, two years ago. It'll two years be ago? two years ago the week he's born. And you had this whole uh, Star Wars thing going on? No. What was uh, the story? Uh, I got married downtown LA. Actually okay. about 200 feet from Deckard's office in Blade Runner at Union Station. Holy really. shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're like, that's cool. This is the coolest moment of my life. Oh, and I'm about to get married. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Uh, it, it was it was a really nice wedding. It was my, my cousin, who's a judge, she married us, and... Uh, it was it was a whole LA theme. It was at Union Station, and I made postcards and had an illustration of Union Station from before. It was an um, architecture illustration from before. It worked out. It was fun. But there Nobody weren't got like, killed. What? There was, yeah. No, actually, you know what? The, okay. Again, the wife Someone did die. Uh, no, she did. She did have a Star Wars cake, but she surprised me with it. She, she did. did. Yeah, you was. had a Star Wars groom's cake. Yeah. And and what was on the Star Wars groom cake? Because have you seen the, have you seen the groom's cake of the Tauntaun? With the dude coming out of the Tauntaun, oh, it's horrific. No. <laughs> somebody posted it. Somebody posted it on the Geekscape forums. Oh, it's no. a Tauntaun with with Luke hanging out of the innards. It's. It, I mean, it's disgusting. You should have a cake like that with a baby coming. But out. yours, <laughs> but yours was a Darth Vader cake. It was just Darth Vader on the on the top of the cake, and it was. We had our regular cake, and then there was that was cake number two. Mm-hmm. Now, well, Laura and I just we just uh, put the deposit down on our location for our wedding in May, and. Um, that's that's your chunk. Those those are your two expenses. It's the location and the food. Right. And After that, downhill. You're and good. Uh, we're thinking about this thing, and uh, 
in for groom's cake, she kind of wants to get me the one from Steel Magnolias, which is the armadillo. Remember that? There was an armadillo in Steel Magnolias, and it was a um, red velvet cake. So when you slice into it, it looks like it's just red in the middle. Oh, that's so wrong. And uh, and and we still haven't figured out the song yet. Like like our song. How did you do that? Because she, she, I came home and she had a song playing, and I just. I was kind of rude about it, but I didn't like the record label. Uh-huh. Uh, song, song. Yeah. I was like, oh. yeah. and uh, and and I was half joking, and I played her the Wind Waker theme, but not our song, just like yeah. something cool to be playing during the wedding, like the little Wind Waker theme. theme you know, it's like it's like really mellow, and then it kind of builds, and it's like it's it's one of my favorite themes in video games is yeah. the is the Wind Waker theme. And she was like, get that shit out. Like, what? Like, she, like what are you doing? You, you went she, up, didn't, she didn't you went know up, what she was. You went up to shoot. She was like, get that shit out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 in her defense, and in my defense, like, I didn't pass it off as, hey, this is a video game song. I was like, hey, you what, you, I was like, what do you think of this Slip. nice music? She knew. And, and she goes, no, it sounds too Irish. Because it has, like, a little bit of flutes little, in like, there. Almost like the Halo theme. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I got that. I'm going to try her again with something from uh, Mario Galaxy. But... She saw me play the shit out of Mario Galaxy, so she, she probably knows. knows all the themes, right? She's got the original Zelda theme. <laughs> well, that's in the Wind Waker theme. That little melody's in there. Which one? The Wind I'll play That's in there. Dude, I'll play the Wind Waker The Wind Waker theme is one of my favorite video game themes. Like, it, it's got... It, it just... It pulls the heartstrings. I think that that game is, you yeah, know, people are, people are coming back. She'll, she'll won't even be out yet. Yeah. People are coming back and rediscovering the Wind Waker but the first... because that game was amazing. I had friends who came out to Rocky, which was oh, hilarious. Okay. Oh wow! They ran out to That's Rocky. That's like Rocky fuck my wife. You were like, this is my day. No, it was yeah. both of them. Was they both, both them. came out like this. It was hilarious. Oh, that's okay. Great. Okay. They were fun. And yeah, shit, we're having a problem with this, man. We we could have really use your help. It. Yeah, don't yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what don't, I want to do. Don't make a big joke out of it, but don't overthink it. Make boom, it something boom, nice. Boom, boom, Let's Some, go back to my room so I we think can that, do it all night. Or back to the hotel. Maybe something from Luke. Okay. There's so much with Luke that you could do. I mean, there's this whole Miami thing that you could really go with. Okay. Uh, busy man. Uh, but I think just don't overthink. Find something that's meaningful to both of you. Okay. Okay. Let me write that down. Maybe the Super Mario thing. So, what have you been reading as far as comic books go? I've honestly been on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, I just I haven't been in the store much. I think the last, uh, although every time I go back in the comic store, it seems like there's another Captain America book. Right. And I don't understand this. It's the Captain Reborn, Captain Awakening, Cap, the Final Battle, uh, mm-hmm. Cap ate my balls. Uh, I, I don't know. Because really, I'm kind of waiting for to... this Dark Rain bullshit to kind of wash over. <sighs> and, and it is. Supposedly in January, they're going to start doing this whole wrap up. Take of a the, fucking break, you know, Bendis. Please. Are you a fan? You know what? Honestly, I. Of Mr. Bendis? I was going. And I, I have this article that I keep planning to write, and I never get around to it. And it was kind of called Bendis versus Bendis. And it was going to look at all the stuff he did with Secret Invasion versus all the Ultimate Origin stuff. And I think there's, it's two things where he set up a story over a long period. He kind of set up uh, a hierarchy and he kind of set up this long story, uh, a mythology for both universes. And with Secret Invasion, while it's very intricately plot, plotted and before it came out I was very interested in it, I went back and I bought Secret War. I bought all the trades for all the new Avenger stuff. And I have 
new Avengers trade paperbacks that I'm not even kidding have post-its all over it where it was like mentions of aliens or mentions of problems with S.H.I.E.L.D. or problems with Hydra. You're like yeah. Mel Gibson in Conspiracy I, Theory. Do, there's like pinpoints on the wall. I have a protractor. I have strings. I have the Punisher board for the Dolph Lundgren movie with the little Punisher <laughs> knives in it. And I was like, okay, I figured it out. I, I think I kind of know what this is and, and the scrolls. But I thought the payoff was just like it wraps up in like two pages. It's like all of a sudden... You know, you get to the end and, oh, you know, we knock one guy out, squirrel ships, everybody leaves. It was right. like V. It was like the end of v, v, the final right. battle. It was like, oh, the red dust, we're all gone, peace out. Whereas Ultimate um, Ultimate Origins, I thought it, it was such an interesting way to set up the whole mythology for that whole universe and tie everybody in in a way that's not hokey. Tying uh, Nick Fury's origin in with the, the Project Rebirth and the Super Soldier and the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. And I thought the payoff was a lot better. And then there was that other comic that came after it where Hulk ate somebody. Yeah. Or a couple of people. Uh, the Blob. And yeah, the Blob he, ate a shitload he, of people, too. He, didn't somebody, Janet Van Dyke? Yeah, there was a Blob. Yeah, uh, and you're just and like there was what? a flood. And I Thor. had to stop. I had. To, I was talking to somebody about um, uh, Ultimates three when Jeff Loeb took over with Joe Matter Mad, and they were like, you know what? If you get Joe, Joe Matterera to like draw your comic book, don't have the colors only work in shades of brown. It's like, come it's, on. It, yeah. It, it turned into there was like no pacing. You know who it was? It was William Bibiani, and he said there's a, a lot of subtlety in the first two Ultimates that Millar did. Yeah. But when you go, when you finally got to, I mean, I had to put down the Ultimate Universe. Like I, a dog, I read, I read the first issue. It, though, just it, was like, into, it just turned into shock. Like, no, value. exactly. It was like watching. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Shield, but every now and then you're watching the Shield, and you're like, okay, somebody's going to either get raped. There's going to be a blowjob. Uh, somebody's gonna get a knife in the side of their head. You know, every every couple of episodes, you figure they're they're gonna do something to shock you, and you kind of got used to it. Even though it was per- it was pertinent to the story, I think they like to kind of titillate in in that. Whereas this was every four pages, it was like ah, this person's gonna get eaten, and this person's <laughs> gonna get killed, and then there's gonna be a flood. It was like tone it down. Well, it was it was a bag of gimmicks. We we started taking surveys uh, on the Geekscape website. We, we've we've been growing, which has caused a lot of our like ten- technical problems. That and happens. We've been growing, and I'm trying to make I'm trying to get a survey down so we can start figuring out where to invest the money, right? And the audience has been saying different stuff. Uh, you know, they want they want to see, of course, the the site go back to being regular <laughs> speed. Maybe a higher quality video, which is what I'm saving for. Audio, of course. Um, but but people have also been giving feedback on the content of the show, and some of them say, "Hey, I check out during the comic book section, which is the the segment that we keep the shortest yeah. in our defense." For those people in our audience, because I believe there's a comic book for everyone, we engage them, Ahmad, to, to sit forward and speak to them. What what's a good comic book that you would give to somebody who I, is not into the guys in tights that you and I read? Honestly, I think that there's. There, there really is a book for everybody. Right. Just about if you just kind of look for it, you got to go in your your store. You got to ask your guy. Go to go to comics and talk chase. And you can use else. those things, video games and movies that you're into, as your jumping off point. Yeah, if you're a TV guy and you, there's certain shows that you follow. There's a Battlestar Galactica book. There's a Lone Ranger book. Right. There's uh, War Heroes, which I don't know if they publish it more than once a year. The but new was, one came out like three weeks ago. Finally, yeah, and it was I could not remember what had been going on at the end of issue two because it's it's been a year. There are three issues. Yeah, I have issue one, and I went back six months later, and 
issue two wasn't out. There's a really good book on Devil's Due Publishing called uh, Drafted mm-hmm. that they try, still trying to make into a movie. Uh, it's a really good story. I think there's a lot of independent publishers that are doing non-cape stuff. I mean, if you if you like the capes and the costumes, go to the big two. If you like capes, obviously go to DC because they have capes. Marvel, not so much with the capes. But, and, and don't forget about Invincible at Image. Yeah, Invincible. The stuff Robert um, Kirkman's doing at Image, I think, is... Yeah. And they, they, they're acknowledging by giving him a great position in the company. It, it's changing the company. It, yeah. It's making it diversified and successful. And then you have Dark Horse, if you like sci-fi stuff, if mm-hmm. you like the star... And I mean, Dark, Dark Times is a really good book. They, which one is? Dark Times. Okay. Which takes place literally right after... Kind of in that, it's the aftermath of the the Jedi purge. So it's Star Wars, dark, time. dark, dark times. And and it, it it's, it's like Vader and the Emperor cleaning shit up. Yeah, Vader shows up every once in a while to hunt. Usually it's stormtroopers. Whoa, whoa! I just had a, I, I just had some I'm film and right. <laughs> um, but Dark Horse has so those are kind of your big three. Yeah, yeah, you know, big four. Uh, but there's so many independent publishers. Uh, so many non-traditional stuff. Uh, there's a book that I'm thinking of that I read that was. What was uh, it about? Drawing a blank. It was kind of like a relationship based book. Um, was it Blankets? No. One of the best relationship based books ever? Or yeah. Jeff Lemire's Essex County, which is awesome. It's it's a black and white book, and the, the covers are always pastel and white. I, I'm drawing a complete blank. Yeah, you I let saw. us know. Come on the I, forums I and let us know, because that sounds. I mean, good. I, like, I've recommended to you guys. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Essex County a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if you guys are into crime stuff, that Darwin Cook's doing the, doing the, Parker's The Hunter was amazing. If you've read the book, it's 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 a really faithful adaptation. And really, Darwin Cook's just amazing as an artist. And you can, uh, I had so many people just contact me like, did you you know did, did you read did you read The Hunter? But I, I was like, yes, I did. And you you saw Payback and you saw uh, Point Blank. I was like, yeah, I, I've seen both. And so did you read the book? I haven't got it yet. I said I had the P, you know I had some preview pages. Like, you got to see it. It's really good. I was like, yeah. I don't know. But uh, Darwin Cook stuff. Uh, Brew Baker's Criminal was was good. I kind of fell off for a while. Really? Like I said um, no, not because I recommended of, it to you guys two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I, not because I'm not following the book. It's just I haven't been in the bookstore in a couple right. of weeks. You're going to be a father. I yeah. But I'm a big Brubaker fan, and it's a really interesting story. It was, it's a little, it's a little different, but it's interesting. Uh, if you, if you're maybe into the comic booky stuff, Iron Fist is still. I know you're it's, enjoying it. It. I know it's yellow karate shoes. I know it's it's kung fu. It's the the whole Mad Fraction. Mad Fraction just what what him and I know Brubaker mostly did. I think like the plotting, and he did most of the the most of the the hard story stuff, but. It was a character I had no interest in. I was just like, Iron first of all, Power Man and Iron Fist are two of the goofiest characters right. of all. It's like Jive Man and Kung Fu. It was like an 80s Are ABC you playing show. as them in Ultimate Alliance 2? Are you into I, that? Uh, not yet. Okay, okay. But I play Iron Fist all day. Uh, but they're, they're, two interest, they're two really corny characters that, you know, they, re-invent, they totally redid Luke Cage, and he's cool in the Avengers. But this Iron Fist stuff is like, it reminds me of a cross between the David Aja's art when he was drawing it reminded me of kind of like David Musicelli's run on Daredevil mm-hmm. or uh, the story stuff is it has Hydra it, it has scale it's local it's it, it was good stuff I fell off after that tournament you know really when they started yeah. 
when Brubaker's run started phasing out, his involvement started phasing out. But the yeah, because they handed the, but it the over because faction went to Iron Man. The Punisher with Jason Aaron's ramped up. Wolverine Weapon X with Jason Aaron. I'm enjoying everything Jason Aaron writes, knowing that he's going to take over the Punisher with uh, Steve Dillon, who did the book with oh, yeah. with, with uh, Garth Ennis. Oh man, I'm so excited for that! And they're making Frank Castle go up against the the Kingpin, and I'm stoked. Um, looking for and they're going to look at the early days of the Kingpin, I believe too. Uh, Whatever it's about, if it's Jason Aaron's writing it, I'm going to read it. Uh, I, uh, Scalped is a book that if you guys are fans of stuff like The Sopranos, people have described it as Sopranos on an Indian reservation. It's amazing. You guys should go out there and read it and trade. I'm reading it in single issues, and every now and then I do kind of have to stop because there's such a wide character, uh, like 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 uh, cast of characters that I have to stop and go, whoa, 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 what role did that guy play again? You know what I mean? So reading it in trade, I think you guys will get the most out of Scout. That's a question I have for you. That's some a discussion we had on the site recently. One of our guys, Joey, put up an article talking about uh, people reading the trades versus people reading the monthlies, and are, are the monthlies going to die off? And like, what do you think about that? Um, I I, th- I think I think yeah. I I don't think they're going to die off completely. But I think to save the industry, you have to really start thinking about the industry in a better way. You have to start thinking more about a mainstream audience. And that is definitely all about the trade paperbacks. People, like you said, don't go into the comic store every week. Yeah. Those are only the hardcore people like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love being in a comic store every day. I love getting in a, in a conversation. It's kind of what we do here on Geekscape. Yeah. Uh, but your stepmom doesn't. Your mom doesn't. Your dad doesn't. Your cousin doesn't. You and those are the dollars see. we need. Yeah. And to get those dollars... Yeah, we need things to make things a little more accessible to, to, to new people who aren't as frequently going to be as devoted to the right. medium. And that means trade paperbacks. And that means putting books in places they normally aren't right now. That's another problem is there's two, there's one group of people. I see a lot of different people in comic stores now. You go to some comic stores, it's ethnically diverse. There's men, there's women, there's old. There's no kids. No kids. When was last? I mean, uh, comics ain't, you, they have comics for kids in there, but most comic stores don't. There's a lot of most companies will have a kids line, but I don't see kids reading comics. Well, here's the thing: I go into a comic store every week, and I end up spending, uh, I end up spending what, twenty to thirty dollars a week. Sometimes right? more, right? Sometimes more. A kid's allowance isn't twenty to thirty dollars a week. So no. why market to that kid at all? No. There's no immediate benefit to marketing to that There's child. There's no immediate benefit, but you're but right. You gotta think. The you gotta way, think about like kid like growing look, up. Look, Disney's whole thing is like we yes. re-release the movies in t- ten years, get a new audience. They're buying our movies for the next twenty. Lucas is like, I'll make a prequel trilogy. I'll aim aim at a younger demographic, capture yeah. some of those. That's why kids. it's about international voting or, or international audience, right? Intergalactic voting. He's like, oh yeah, let's make a movie about politics. Episode one, fail. I, you know what? As much as as much as I dislike episode one. The political aspect of episode one and two and three is probably one of the strongest for me. The strongest storylines. The whole yeah, that's for kids. You're right. Yeah, not at all. You're scoot closer but, to me. Yeah, but also, I don't know what the frame looks like. You're making me paranoid with your casual. But also the uh, how the um, you know the newer show, the Clone Wars, which is aimed more at kids. The oh, first yeah. season, Hitler of the Younger Years. Yeah, but it's got. <laughs> he does go on to commit genocide. Yeah, he does. And, and that's that's a he's yeah, a rough it. character to play with. But it's getting a little darker this season. You're going to see some zombies in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was going to be a Halloween episode. I guess not. Bullshit. No, they, they think you still like Star Wars. What the fuck? I'm not in love with Star Wars, but you're a battered wife. I, I, know, I know, but she's going to be good to me one of these days. Uh, <laughs> it's but, but it's the yeah. same. It's the same thinking. Whereas the comic companies are are really playing to people who are 
a little older than the, your average comic reader was 20 years ago. Whereas, you know, you'd see, you'd see comics in 7-Eleven, you'd see comics in the supermarket, you'd see comics kind of everywhere on those, that little metal rack. You'd Spin see a rack. bookstores. You don't see that as much, and I'm just wondering about the future of the media. Right now, the future of the medium is, is in film. And in some of these god awful cartoons and video games. That's good. The future of a reading medium is yeah. in film and here, video games. Here, here's, here's the thing too. Uh, when you were a kid, you read the the grown up books. I mean, I loved the the the, the Brood in X Men. I, I mean, that was just the Alien ripoff, and I loved the runs that that Mark Silvestri did on X Men. I loved the runs that that uh, that John Byrne did on X Men and, and Spider Man Fantastic Four. I loved that stuff, and those were the kind of books that were for teenagers and yeah. college crowds. But as a kid, you were reading them. Yeah, no, and it's, I think kids I don't think are still going to read that stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's a. They're just not getting their hands you. on it. No, it's that they're, they're they're not watching um, a Batman or. A Marvel Kids cartoon isn't translating into going into a comic store. Whereas it was the opposite before. It was like, if you were reading Justice League and they said their super friends were come on, even if fucking retarded Wendy and Marvin were on there, you were going to watch it. Like, it's Batman. He's on the screen. He's gonna, it's going to be awesome. Right. And it was horrible. And Green Lantern showed up one time in a Jeep with some bees. <laughs> but you watched it because it was Green Lantern. I mean, not Green Lantern. Green Arrow Green showed Arrow, up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's Green Arrow. You know, you would watch the... Oliver Queen, he's not gay. Oh, he's, he's that's another thing. I like how he's, Green Arrow. Oliver they, Creed they make, is, they make him the biggest player to kind of counteract the fact that gay. And he actually has a beard. They don't even step around that metaphor. Yeah, Oliver Queen. That's the article you need to put on Crave, and we will be sure to be correspondence that, on that article. That are, well, Oliver Queen. He's in a Queen? different article called called the many Bruce the the ten Bruce Waynes. Right. Tony Stark, Oliver Queen. Uh, now, really, uh, Danny, Danny Rand. Rand. Danny, Danny Rand. Rand is a big old Bruce Wayne yeah. now. And, there's, yeah, there's Danny off. Rand is foot in the Avengers. Well, uh, well, in, yeah. in the new Avengers. Uh, well, somebody, Tony, Tony's, Tony's wallet shrinking. Yeah, Tony, Tony's, Tony's brain is shrinking. I like the Invincible Iron Man that's running right now. That that uh, Matt Fraction. Is it Matt Fraction that yeah. he's writing? It's, it kicks ass. He's, he's a really, that. really good writer. And so, funny on Twitter. So we have ten minutes left in the show. Is that right? Gilmore, uh, let's let's talk some video games. The big video game release for this week, you got to talk about it, is the new add-on DLC for Grand Theft Auto 4, The Ballad of Gay Tony. Now, you guys know that Grand Theft Auto 4 is one of my favorite games, franchises of all time. I think my favorites are, favorite game, game franchises is Grand Theft Auto, it's a Zelda franchise, maybe a Metroid and a Mario are in there, but those two... Along with, the, along with the uh, Monkey Island adventure type games Those three, Monkey Island, Zelda, and Grand Theft Auto are my babies So, so I immediately downloaded this thing right away You like it? This uh, <laughs> DLC, I feel, is, uh, I'm, I'm a couple hours into it I, It's going to be longer than The Lost and the Damned Which is the last DLC chapter It encompasses more of what happened before This character that you're playing as, this Hispanic guy uh, you remember him from Grand Theft Auto, the core game, because he was in and out of a couple missions. You remember him from Lost and Damned, because when Johnny would come up to Nico's storyline, he would come in and out of a couple missions. But it just seems to encompass more of the city, and there seems to be more variety. With the with the Lost and Damned, it kind of narrowed the facet of the city to just this biker gang. And uh, and I enjoyed it, but the city l- seemed less inhabited and less expansive. Uh, plus, I was over on Alderney, which is like the leftmost part of this uh, part of the map for those of you guys who are big time. Uh, 
in this one, you are part of the city, your missions are taking you to all the boroughs, and you're working day and night because you're part of the nightclubs, and there's all sorts of shady characters going in and out of the storylines. That being said, there's a, huge, there's a much bigger diversity in the types of missions. There's sabotage missions, there's drug wars you can run, there's escort missions, there, uh, there are various types of people from your lowly friends from back in the neighborhood who remind me a lot of listener Big Yanks, to uh, the bigger characters who were in the nightclubs, running the money around, who have a lot more high-profile missions. Right. It just seems like a bigger, more varied game, and a lot more fun. Plus, the voice acting and the, uh, the cutscenes, I think, are better. I had a huge problem in Lost and Damned. If you played through the game, you know that, you, that you're going to go up against the... You know, you've, you've taken over this biker gang. Partway through the game, the guy who's in, who's in charge ends up in jail. He blames you for everything. You're taking the gang in a new direction. You know you guys are going to butt heads. Totally. There was no cutscene when you ultimately put a bullet in that guy. You run in. You shoot the guy. You get out of there. End of story. You've won. There wasn't that dramatic, no payoff, cinematic no. scene that has become a staple of the Grand Theft Auto movie. Uh, movie slash most games. Most great games. games yeah. And there wasn't. And I felt cheated. Granted, they made a big old fuss about the fact that they had a digital wang in their cutscenes. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, it's like we need that. Well, it's like Whatever. screw the digital wang. Give me something that'll actually make me feel satisfied that I've accomplished what a story it? here. You want? What's his happy ending? And and Just hopefully, as I'm cruising through this, uh, happy I'm gonna enjoy and cruising it. back. To I want to do this. So so uh, one of our, our visitors uh, on the Geekscape website, one of our our um, our, our boys. Uh, I think Dave, who I, I met, uh, he says that this is that he's enjoying this more than the core game and more than uh, Lost and Damned. Uh, I'll get the thick of it. Probably because it's Hispanic. He yeah. can relate. Yeah, I, th- I think I know why you like it, hermano. Uh, I'm I'm down with it. That and the fact that you get to hang out with big yanks and do drug wars. Your two your two big yank style buddies. Um, so I'm looking forward to it there, there are some digital download games That are big this week that I'm into uh, I downloaded, it's kind of funny Axel and Pixel, this tiny little DL, uh, Game on the Xbox Live mm-hmm. Marketplace If you guys like adventure gaming Axel and Pixel is actually a pretty cool game You're this French painter who goes through these different screens And you have to solve the screens To, to continue on And uh, your little dog comes along with you Speaking of my dogs, they just barked so Axel and Pixel, if you're looking for something to just spend some Microsoft points on and play a nice little adventure game, I'm into it. It feels like a flash point and click game. Mm. And then the other uh, thing that you can get off of a Mac or PC is Machinarium, which is another adventure game that's like $20. It may be this year's world of goo, hmm. if you like those kind of downloadable PC games that you can play in a lobby of an airport before boarding. Machinarium is another click through a, a screen to continue adventure game. We got that from our friends Indicate a couple years ago, and, and now it's you know I'm gonna download it and, and play around with it. I've been looking to play this game, so that's what's out as far as my kind of video games. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been I just went on a diet slightly track. slightly off the game grid. The last game I played was uh, what was the last Donkey Kong Country. No, it was God of War Three. It, it was a demo. And I was trying to sneak over to the Uncharted 2 demo before it was, before it was out, and the guy, the the demoer, unplugged his controller, turned off the TV, and walked away. Wouldn't let anybody play it. I was like, Now, have you seen this God of War 3 Ultimate Edition box with, that's with the, fucking going to come out? It looks like a bo- it looks like Blu-ray. one of the box of Hera. That is sickness. It, 
That box is almost enough reason for me to go out and get, finally get myself a PS3 Slim or it's, something. I mean, the price drop has got me almost there. Yeah, the, but the this price God drop, of War Three, I think, is the system. But now 360 is going to have a Blu-ray add-on. And speaking of which, did you see what the French did to Nintendo? What did they? That Nintendo French game. Uh, uh, that the, 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 uh, Nintendo France accidentally linked some inf- leaked information to the press. There's a Wii 2 coming out. The Wii 2 will have 1080i Blu-ray, okay? And for those of you guys who are like, whatever, I don't like the Wii, I, 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 I'm going to trade mine in. You can trade in the Wii that you have towards, towards the, the Wii brand 2. new Wii 2. You know, for, for something that doesn't have an interchangeable hard drive like the 360, yeah. I think that's a great incentive. I know I've downloaded a ton of crap on my Wii. Yeah. And so not losing all of that, especially the, the, my save games, is pretty important to me. And the Blu-ray's turning into more of a, 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 a selling point, whereas mm-hmm. when, th- when the PS3 came out, it was like, Blu-ray! Or like, and you can't pirate Blu-rays, which is the, one of the appeals on Nintendo's side of it. Oh. They'll figure it, it out. It's, yeah, it's more of a point now, and that's obviously why Microsoft is finally... Repurpose their probably HD software and, and for that, but who knows? Uh, looks like 360 is actually finally gaining and getting some traction. As Although, is the PS3. Yeah, that's what I meant. You know, oh, the uh, PS3, yeah. Yeah, where they're actually selling selling more consoles. I don't know if they still. I don't know if if Uncharted or God of War is going to be that game that's going to be like their Gears of War, or their Halo, but who knows? I mean, going into Christmas though, we've only got two or three, three or two or three. Big. big games. I mean, we've only got this Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. We've only got the de- got, uh, the Left 4 Dead Two, Assassin's Creed Two. Maybe I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the uh, the other game, but it sold well. And then on the Wii side, Super Mario Brothers Wii, which you're gonna come over and we're gonna play. We'll do it. We'll we'll, we'll jump on each other's head. Uh, those are the big games left to release. After that, there's nothing big until maybe January. You can argue early January. Bayonetta is yeah. coming out on the PS3, but um. That God of War box of hair thing. That, that game that plays thing, awesome. It does play awesome. I didn't yeah. get a chance to play it. I just wasn't going to sit through the line at E3 or anything. No, that. I played it at Comic Con. Uh, or Comic Con. You know, we're Open too busy. We're too we we stayed in line for what? Literally two, three hours? For, for a zombie a shirt. Fucking zombie shirt. You know those zombie Resident shirts Evil? for Resident Evil that you pull over your head and there's a zombie on no. the other side? We stayed in line for like two, three hours, opening night. We knew that we were going to see some stuff. I ended up selling that t-shirt for 50 bucks. Yeah. 40. A week later, Capcom starts making it free incentives to all sorts of stuff. So they, uh, they, they just flood the market with those yeah, shirts and we're course. like, you didn't read that? I did it. They're totally giving those shirts away now. That's awesome. $50 in my hand. That's what happens against Wait, the man. Are going to watch V? Yeah, we're going to watch V. V's going to... I really want to see it. I heard, I heard I've bad heard things. people say it was the best pilot they've ever seen. Uh... But, the, but I, I but, miss but, I miss but, it at Comic Con though. But I heard the showrunner n- uh, isn't with them anymore. The no, they're having all kinds of behind the scenes problems. Okay. They're having mm-hmm. like hiatuses. The same thing that's happening with Lost because the Olympics are going to split up right. Lost now where they weren't. I'm now I'm pissed. I'm sorry about that. But Who you know cares what? About the world coming together. But you know what? Those Remember. people worked their entire lives to, to, to perform at the peak of their so ability. So what about the the Losties? Well, let's see how their curling is. Oh, we'll see. You know. Uh, so, Ahmad, we got to have you back on the show because we're almost out of time and we've just yet gotten to the tip of the iceberg here. I mean, we can go into TV, we can talk about all sorts of stuff, but we got to end the show. I talk to you until the cows come home. You can? Yeah. Good. T- TV is probably my weak spot. Ah. Uh, strong spot right now. You know, so we got to have you on 
hopefully before the end of the year. Because my office is 475 feet from his front door. <laughs> yeah, and, and but but you're gonna have a baby. Maybe you can bring the baby on. Yeah. And the baby wants to be on. The maybe show. we'll see you. What do we have for the name? Amir. Amir, Amir Lee Childress. Okay, nice. that's nice. Uh, you got, we'll have, maybe we'll have the double A's on. And uh, in a future episode, we do have our man. We do have our episode 150 coming up. We do have our three-year anniversary coming up. We got to put up these vote for your favorite co-hosts, vote for your favorite episodes. We got to start getting on that Gilmore polls, polls. We, we got to get, we got to get to the polls, people. It's that time of year. Ahmad, thank you for coming on the show. It was awesome. Thank you. You can for check out me. all of Ahmad's writing over at Crave Online. Uh, go check it out, CraveOnline.com, and they've got that whole network of sites. Awesome. And uh, we're Geekscape.net. You can check us out. We have forums, T-shirts for sale. You get free stuff with every shirt. And um, our Facebook group. Go ahead and become a fan of our Facebook group, and uh, you can befriend all of us. It's funny how many Facebook fans we have that I'm not personally friends with on Facebook. I go through there, and I'm like, oh, I don't know that kid, but I want to. So Gilmore, get you know on there and get to know us. So guys, thanks. Uh, of course, on Twitter, you can follow me at Jonathan London, uh, and. Uh, a mod here has a pretty. You have like a code name. What is your what is your I, Twitter? Well, I have my 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 work one is crave at crave online. Yeah. My personal one is at pgk eighty seven. So there you go, guys. Befriend us in the digital world. Now that we've befriended you in the geekscape, I feel like this is meat world. We made connections here. All right, guys. We'll see you guys. Not next week. I'm taking a, a break to go visit my mom. But the week after that, we'll be back to talk <laughs> all about. Whatever's out. I don't know. Alright, bye guys. Oh, Adios. Left 4 Dead 2. Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> and New Moon. Oh, Fuck God. you on New Moon. You can review New Moon. Okay. <laughs>